Warning, the following episode of the podcast has been heavily censored given the grave nature of the subject matter. It's the final part of the pre-production special, Joel. Yeah, I know. It's the last one. Yeah, yeah. Um, So welcome back to Cover Your Ears. My name is George. I'm joined with Joel for the third time now. Third time, third but last. That's the last one, yeah. Um, As we've said... Not even a minute in and we're already repeating ourselves, that's a good sign. So, last last week, because it was literally last week, I'm actually being quite, you know, I, I'm actually recording something quickly this yes. time, for, for the first time ever with this podcast, because usually it's every, every episode is like half a year apart. So, last week, uh, I recommended Irreversible. Which I have not seen yet, and I'm joking. I have seen. You, yeah. It, it was a film, and I liked the film. <laughs> I will Goodbye. introduce it. So, Irreversible is a French film by Gaspar Noé uh, from 2002, uh, which is about Monica Bellucci, who plays a woman named Alex. Yeah. And something happens to her. It does. And uh, we see the events of that play out in reverse chronological order. Spoilers. Spoilers for Irreversible. If you haven't seen it and you hate yourself, go ahead and watch that before you listen to this. Now. Don't watch it if you have epilepsy. Don't watch it if... uh, You may die. Yeah, don't watch it on a date. Don't watch it with your parents or your grandparents. Um, Depends what they're into. (laughs) Not in in that way. Jesus Christ. What did you think of Irreversible, Joel? I liked Irreversible. I thought it was a very unique take on something. I think there's two cuts, isn't there? Yes. I think it it's a story that should be told in reverse. I agree I with that. I think if it was told... Because obviously you get the first act, the third yeah. act. When they're doing the whole scene, the, um, the bedroom scene, it's literally it's setting up everything, but that's towards the end. I think it's really well done. If It could just be every other, every other film that builds up to a big moment or a shocking moment. It could have been like that. Yeah, I agree. Um, because... I watched, for this review, I watched The Straight Cut, because I hadn't seen it, which was released in 2019, and is a chronological version of the film, uh, re-edited by Gaspar, and I didn't like it as much as the as the original. Yeah. And you watched the original because you hadn't seen it before. Now, I've got a lot of notes. <laughs> so, in terms of the cinematography, there are a lot of very fast dolly zooms that are usually in time with a character's heartbeat or the soundtrack it's quite unique (laughs) it is i really like the transitions uh yeah i agree they're very really good gaspar specializes in very ethereal cinematography Mm. which is more apparent in enter the void which i haven't seen but i didn't know about it (laughs) again really professional that's that's the long one isn't it that's that's three hours long yeah three hours of three hours of that yeah. yeah Um, <laughs> I don't really know where to start with this film <laughs> because it's quite a lot of um... okay I'm going to start with the tone so right away we see the, the the tone is set with a scene that is completely unrelated to the plot because mm. we see the, the, the guy in the flat talking to yeah. the, the other dude which I thought would Monica Bellucci would be his daughter 
I also thought they were in prison. No. That that scene, the 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 lead actor in that scene is reprising his role from Gaspar's previous film, which is I Stand Alone from oh, 1998. Right. Gaspar has all of his films connect like that. Yeah. Not in big ways, but each the, the, every film leads into the next. So the ending the ending noise, I'm not going to call it a song, in Irreversible, with the flashing lights, mm. that is the first thing that you hear at the start of Enter the Void. That's clever. He does stuff like that. That's pretty clever, that is. Mm. Is that um, in the straight cut? That's the, the end. Is that the end still? Yeah. Yeah, yeah the, fi- the final shot at the end of... The final shot uh, at the end of the straight cut is... Uh, them uh, is Pierre and Marcus in the police car, in the oh, ambulance, right, yeah. whatever. The, 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 the writing, first off, the film didn't have a script. They had, they had three pages of script mm. for the entire film. The film was sold on a, uh, it was sold with a treatment. So they went into scenes, most of it is completely improvised, at least the dialogue. And between takes, Gasper would say, uh, let's keep that line which is very apparent in one of the scenes that we'll get to in a bit. Um, So as a result, everything feels very naturalistic, which clashes quite well with the the way that the film is shot, which is very stylized and gross. (laughs) It is a very difficult film to watch. I didn't find that difficult to watch. That's where. Well, I mean, that's I mean, why Raw was such an achievement for me. Quiz, I didn't find any of it difficult to watch. Well, I mean, in terms of the the soundtrack and the cinematography, it's quite difficult to watch because there are a lot of strobing lights. Yeah. Well, of... the at the start, of the opening, um, what's that? What's the club called? The rectum. The rectum, yeah. Uh, that did take me a while. I was like, we had to go all over the place. That is my favorite scene. We will yeah, come to that. That will come to that, but. I, that's one of my favourite scenes ever. The only ever. part that I couldn't watch was the strobe lighting at the end. I had to turn away. Yes, the, the final... I, I looked into it for when it was about 30 <laughs> seconds in, I was like, no, just away. It's... I, that is a shot of the sky. Mm. It's, it's not just white, it's, it's, it's the sky. Um, the soundtrack to this film was done by one half of Daft Punk. Uh, Thomas, I, the silver one. Silver. I don't, I don't know their names. Probably should have researched that, but yeah. the soundtrack was very good. Yeah, it was quite unnerving, especially in the scene in the rectum. That 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 siren that plays out the entire thing is just, yeah. ugh, I, it's great. Um, now, the scene in the rectum. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. So that's my favourite scene. It's your favourite scene. I love how disorienting it is. Yeah, it's very, that is the one scene where the camera is literally Yeah, it's, it is all one take. There are 12 scenes in the film. I never realised realize one takes are happening. There, there are 12 scenes in the film and they are all one takes. Are they all one takes? They are, yeah. I never noticed these things. I always sort of watch it narratively the first time, and I re-watch it. Yeah, yeah. And I watch it more te- uh, from a technical standpoint. I, you notice it a lot more on the second watch. It make it adds to the naturalistic feel of the acting and this, the lack of a script. Mm. And yeah, it's uh. so the rectum that scene. It's quite it's quite messed up, isn't it? I know. I'd actually seen, I'd seen the climax of that scene with the fire extinguisher, but I didn't know it was that film. Didn't know it was irreversible. Someone showed me it last year. But no, I'd, I'd already seen that. But right. 
you know what's um Hen's character's name. It's Marcus. Marcus, that's it. He's comes across as sushing. Oh! And throughout the other parts, mm. until you get to why he's being such a ah! you sort of understand him more. Yes. I thought the other girl would be her brother. Then no. you find out it is over X. Mm. It's uh I what Pierre. Yeah, I um I've actually got this written down in terms of the, those two characters. At the beginning of the film, because it's backwards, Marcus seems like the the bigger no! of the mm. two. But as the film goes on and we get to scenes before yeah, the, the train scene, before the ah! suddenly Pierre is yeah. way worse and he is. such a creep. It's a strange one, isn't it? Yeah. The train scene you just would not show up. That is that is That's something that I is think that about. Improv, then? Yeah. Yeah. That that scene is the only one that doesn't do it for me. If only because surely people would tell them to shut yeah, up. Yeah, I know he didn't do it for me, but it just went on and yeah. went on and went on. And I didn't yeah, that was the one scene. Mm. Um the bedroom scene had gone for a bit too long as well. Yeah, but it's That's it's, my only nitpicks with it. It's setting up the issues. Yeah, I know it is. But the film the film as a whole is only ninety minutes, yeah. it's not. It's not, it's quite punchy, um, literally. <laughs> so, in when they get to the rectum, uh, they try and find the tenure. Tenure is tapeworm in French. Uh-huh. So, um, hence all the references to tapeworms. Yeah. When, they, when they ask the guy who is, um, I'm gonna say having a gay old time <laughs> in one of the rooms. All of them are having a gay old time. They are all having a gay old time. The rectum, by the way, is a gay brothel. One of them really wanted to get that guy. Yeah. I don't don't know if I can say it. That's kind of funny. We can't say it. We cannot say it. Just bleep it out. The guy going, (laughs) He's chasing him, shouting, Yeah, Yeah, that was funny. (laughs) I, that scene, I, I am not usually shocked by, by a film or specific scenes. And there are two, there are two scenes that shock people in this mm. film. The other one we'll get to. Yeah. But this was the one that really, I didn't know what to do with myself when it I'm got to the end. I like that though. When a film does that, we're really into a film, no matter what the, the mm. top bit, I just start smiling. Cause it's so good. So if anyone walked in and see me watching that, <laughs> I'd rather this most sadistic I was, I, I, I was like nervously laughing when, mm. the effect for the person that they think is the tenure who it actually isn't. Yeah. Because um, I get the wrong person. Um, the effect of his, um, I'm going to say, cranium getting uh, atomized, mm. that is him lying there, a silicon mold of his head full of goo and CG. And it is genuinely one of the most realistic like yeah, gore really effects is. I've ever I'm seen. I'm sort of waiting for the Hot Fuzz moment where his head just splashes yeah, towards oh, the end. Oh, Christ. It was... <laughs> and the way that the camera moves in time with... Uh, it's almost synced with the fire extinguisher yeah. as well. And you think he's done and he picks it up again. I... I really love that scene. <laughs> it's just so disgusting. It's, uh, it's such a better scene with context as well. Oh, yeah. Now, when you get to... That's why it works so well in reverse, mm. and then you get to the end, which is actually the start. Obviously. Yeah, well, it's it's in reverse because firstly it's a happier ending, mm. sort of. Um, although finding out that Alex was pregnant, 
yeah, that's, that that's was. A, yeah, Ugh. that's crushing. It, it, it being backwards allows you to think about what's happened and let it really sit with you for the rest of the runtime, um, which is why a lot of those early, those uh, later scenes go on for so long. Yeah, I, I get why the bedroom scene was establishing the relationship. Yeah. And the train scene was like, it's just sort of portraying that Pierre's a <laughs> Yeah. Speaking of CG, there is quite a lot of it in this film. Um, which sort of brings me on to the, uh, the scene that the film is notorious for. Because Irreversible went to Cannes in 2002 when it was released. And people in the theatre were throwing up, fainting. I can see how that would happen though. Storming out. It's not just the context of the actual cinematography. When I was watching it, I was thinking that could genuinely happen. Yeah. Especially it all ends and you've got the strobe lighting effect. Absolutely. Oh my God, I can't even watch that. In a theatre, I I would never. (laughs) No. Um, There is a, there is a scene, basically. And I'm, I'm trying to say this as, you know, point blank seriously as possible because it is really difficult to watch it's horrifying I find it very difficult so, I'm, I'm a strange person it's, it's got to be very the only things that creep me out or make me queasy that I can't really watch is just cannibal stuff I I will say that I wasn't shocked by it which is partly because I knew it was coming because there are horror stories about irreversible and it, it, well, it's the it's the racing film mm. with Monica Bellucci, so I knew that going going ahead with the film. That was it, though. I, that was the only detail that I knew about the film is that there was a rape scene, and it's not shocking. But it just really depressed me. It was just incredibly uncomfortable to watch with how long it goes on for, because it's a ten-minute scene. The the camera. Stay still. Which actually, Gaspar spoke about that um, in an interview, where he said that the rest of the film's cinematography is so lively, but it it comes all to a halt, including the music when it comes to the scene, so that it's given the the tone that it deserves. That it's we're we're not seeing it from the perspective; we're seeing it from yeah. from Alex's. That yeah, it's I'm I'm kind of struggling to find words to really sum it up because it is such an anomaly in terms of yeah I like just film it's it's uh it's not it's not very nice to watch um it's not nice to, when you've seen a lot of stuff in that ballpark though it doesn't really have the same effects that it would to a you know general person who watches, I suppose it watches um, ITV it will give them more shot. People who watch mainstream things, but when you watch a lot of stuff like that, I think it sort of takes away from it. I didn't really find it that. I suppose. I. Not trying to say oh, I'm solid. It I just. It, I. To me, it, it genuinely it, didn't do much. It. For it me. just. It just made my tummy hurt. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't like watching it. I do want to say, because I brought up the CG. Mm. Um, there are two things that are CG in that in that scene in that shot. First one is the silhouette of the guy in the background. 
who walks. Oh, the guy comes in and he turns away. Yeah, who doesn't doesn't help Alex. That's CG because um, the original performance Gaspar didn't like it enough, so he asked uh, if they could CG in. Well, he didn't like the guy walking. He didn't like the performance of that guy. He didn't think it was <laughs> well, fair enough. good enough. Um, in the second bit of He's CG, not bold enough to walk back and forth. Yeah. <laughs> Probably give her back to. Yeah. The second bit of CG is um, is the raps. Uh, is oh, yeah. yeah. When he when he turns over, um, you couldn't see it in the original footage. So Gaspar asked if they could CG it in. Um, I never saw it. Thought I was looking for it. To be <laughs> honest with it's, you, it's, but... it's definitely there. I, uh, yeah, it's really disgusting to watch, especially after you know after that bit of the of the scene he just starts like wailing on her mm. he, he i mean yeah. she's in a coma when we first see her the first shot of alex in the film because it's backwards is what marcus and pierre see of her um when they last see her which is her on a stretcher being uh, wheeled into an ambulance and that's because he like the the rapist just wails on her, and it's... That's, that's, a, it is a, good, that's a good performance, though. Oh, I'd... Whoever, whoever that gentleman is, I'm not sure of his name. Yeah, he, he's he's great. From, um... La Han, yeah. Mm. That, the, all of the all of the acting is great. You were talking about the love scene at the beginning. At the end, rather. Yeah. With uh, Alex and Marcus in their room. Uh, the actors were dating at the time. Oh, were I they? think they're married now, so... Are they? Yeah. To be fair, I did sort of think... They that, might have a relation. Yeah, that's why like it, it goes. A, it was a very. They're quite intimate. intimate yeah, scene. yeah. It did <laughs> pop into my head, but I thought, nah. No, they were. They ah. were. You can probably imagine why we're struggling to come up with stuff to say about the film because it is quite polarizing. Yeah. Now, saying that, I adore this film. <laughs> I think it is one of the most effective uses of realism matched with style in any any film that I've seen. I am now immediately a Gaspar Noé fan. I will be watching his next film, Enter the Void. Yeah, i definitely check out some of his other stuff as well. A bit later, because I, I'm, I'm, I'm full on Gaspar content for now. I, I need to... Watch just after that one film? Well... Oh, you just watched Irreversible? I watched... I've, I've seen it twice. That's the only film of his that oh, I've right. seen. Oh, you have seen it twice, haven't you? Yeah. I need a break because it is a bit much, as you can probably tell. This just shows how um, subjective it is to other people, though. Yeah. That's massively affected you, not affected me, but raw sort of got to me. And didn't, aff- didn't yeah. affect you at all. Yeah. Callbacks. Now, the style of the film is great, and all of Gaspar's films are like that. They, they heavily utilise strobe lights and um, strange credit sequences. Obviously, this film, because it's backwards, starts with the credits scrolling upwards and then turning yeah, and, like that. Oh. and then starting to spin. Did you notice that the N in Studio Canal's logo at the beginning was backwards? No. That's the first thing I noticed and I thought, yeah, I'm, I'm going to like this film. Just little touches like that. Yeah, I just I noticed the credits going on the first thing I noticed. Mm. The film ends in a two-minute strobing sequence. It wasn't a, I, I liked it. I didn't think it was necessary. I just think it's cool. Mm. I. It's purely a stylistic thing for me. Yeah, I, I just it, think it's, it's really cool. Really do it for me. Also, so the woman who said um, it's much safer under, going down in the underpass. That's one of uh, that's one of the tapeworms' prostitutes. 
Yeah, yeah. That's a part we've completely yeah. haven't mentioned yet. She's is not the brightest issue. <laughs> she is presumably on quite a few drugs. Yeah, but still, was she never gone in the underpass? There's a whole section of this film that we haven't spoken about yet, which is the party. Which is one. Yeah. That's one shot as well. From what I can tell, I think it was Gaspar himself as the DJ. Though that might be Climax. I, I know he plays a DJ in one of his films. Um, he's credited on Letterboxd as being one of the people in the rectum. Ah, oh, right. Okay. So I don't know. Is that good? He might have been the no! guy. He, I don't know. But the party scene is great. Especially with the sheer number of extras. There's a real sadness to the straight cut with that scene in particular because the first thing we find out is that, is that Alex is yeah. pregnant and then when she sees her, she meets a pregnant friend she says there's something, something yeah, this is a very just, special day just playing that like, in my head that will be a lot sadder yeah I'm just playing <laughs> because the, the, la the last scene of the film is in the rectum which is horrible well, at least they get him well, they don't get him. That's the point. They, they, they think they get him. It's they, the idea that they think they get him. They get the wrong guy. It's still. We never find out who the... It's an associate. Who the rest <laughs> is. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, there's the scene where they're chased by the prostitutes. Yeah. They get in a taxi because they, f they find someone whose name's Guillermo. Yeah, but he was being such an <laughs> in that scene. But then you realise why he was being such an <laughs> yeah. He, he threatened to it. he threatened to cut her throat, yeah, and then we then find out that Guillermo, oh Guillermo, that is Guillermo, mm. because he's yeah, she is a yeah. he is a transvestite. Yeah, it is revealed to us. Yeah, in in one in one shot. What do you think of the last scene, which is the first which one chronologically, the first scene. Um, where she's on the field with the book, and there are a bunch of like children running yeah. past the sprinkler. I don't know what to say about it's, it. Which is helpful. Friends. I, I like how it ends, where the camera starts spinning really quickly, and the spinning pans up into the it sky. Make, it makes you think. Especially with the music. You, said yeah. you have that whole burden of what's happened yeah. with you as you're going back. Mm. Like the first off plays out as a mystery, then you know what happens, and then you're just carrying that throughout the last... 40 minutes yeah. with you. And she's reading the book that she mentions uh, on the train about... Yeah. It's in the lift. About parallel... Lift. It's in the... Yeah. No. It's in the lift. Yeah. About parallel dimensions um, and time. And then the fir her first line, technically, although it's at the end, is that she had a dream about uh, two hallways. Yeah. And I think that's implying that there's a different universe, timeline, whatever, yeah, where the events played out in a way where she was fine. It's quite it's quite disheartening, mm. as it probably should be. And it just sort of ends. Because obviously the credits are at the beginning, so it 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 crescendos on those strobing lights and it just cuts out. And that really leaves you with a a, a weighty sense yeah. in your in your person. Yeah, definitely. So I will be giving this film a 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. I, yeah, I, it's, very few films affect me like this. I think that on a technical level, it is basically perfect. Um, it's one of those great films where there's CG being used and you don't even notice. I always like it when that's, that's like, like in um, The Social Network, there's CG in that film. Is there? Yeah. What? All of David Finch's films have a lot of CG. Right. 
and it's. I never just, really know what these things. He, when he, is the social network? Oh, God, I, I can't remember, but I know that. Andrew Garfield isn't actually in it. Basically, <laughs> yeah, 2010, yeah. Um, I know. I just I I remember that yeah. all of his films had some kind of CG in them. Oh, the, the uh, twins. Oh yeah, that's true. What? Yeah, yeah obviously. Twins. Yeah. Back to Irreversible. I would say I'll, I'll I'll be watching it again. I will be, just not for a very long I time. I'll watch it again one day, hundred percent. Yeah, I would recommend the straight cut if you are a big fan of Gaspar's films, or if you just really like Irreversible for some weird reason. Um, I it's not a, I I gave the straight cut a seven out of ten. I don't think it's nearly as effective, and it kind of ruins the the meaning behind the violence and the reason why it's there. But the main cut, the original, that's a 10 out of 10. That's 10 I 10. I love it. Uh, what about you? I'd give it a 9 out of 10. Wicked. Which is very, very high praise. That's high praise, yeah. That's praise. still really good, yeah. A uh, couple of pacing issues, and I didn't pin the strobe. It was necessary. You're gonna hate it. Yeah. You're gonna hate Enter the Void. Yeah, I know I heard it. Um, You've seen the intro. From, I've shown you the intro. Yeah, I know the guy from years and years has watched it. Yeah. Someone told me about it. Mm. It's it's um, it's meant to be very good. Maybe someday we'll come back and Who record another. No, we won't. Um, this is hey, the end of the pre. Done it. Yeah. So this is the end of the pre-production special, uh, which has been three shorter episodes. Uh, to commemorate the fact that our film was in pre-production. Yeah. I say was because we're now re- we're now filming. That's right. As of we today. We filmed in the room. Yeah. In now. this in this we're room podcasting. we. Podcasting is that yeah. crazy or what? The the room in which we are we are recording these, uh, is the set. So this is the end of these short episodes. I'm guessing we won't be. I I don't think that there'll be any more shorter instalments. Uh, for quite a while. The next episode will be back to normal. I say normal, as in, you know, two episodes of normal, uh, with a different guest, who isn't Joel, who isn't any either of the guests that well, I've had going before. Going back to my hole. Yeah. <laughs> you go back to your cave yeah. and uh, start editing the film. We're, we're done now. We're, we're free. I know, we're free. We don't have to talk about French horror films anymore. Which one did you prefer? What, out of Raw and Irreversible? Irreversible, yeah. Irreversible. Yeah, same. It's, yeah, it's just yeah. a better made film. Which, speaking of Gaspar Noé, his new film, Vortex, is coming out in May, I think. Which we won't be able to see because UK cinemas are crap. No, I think it's getting a wide release. It will, but it won't be shown anyway. You yeah. know what UK cinemas I, are. I don't know. We've just got Licorice Pizza over it. I will say it's n- it's meant to be nothing like uh, any of his other films. Mm. Because it's a film about an elderly couple dying of dementia, which is split screen. So you see both of their perspectives throughout uh, the entire film. always just like nice, fun topics. Yeah. 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 Really easy to watch. Take the family. Well, the context of it is that he got into... It might have been a car crash, but he nearly died. And so after that, he thought he wanted to. He thought, you know, let's make a film that's about life. All right. So, Vortex is coming out soon. It's got a really great poster. There's no trailers yet, but it it looks great. And his other films are obviously I Stand Alone, which you can't get over here, and then Enter the Void, Climax, which you know about. Yeah. Yeah. Both my watch list. Uh, L- Love, and then Lux Eterna, which is only an hour long. It's got Charlotte Gainsbourg in it. Um, it's from Antichrist. Oh, I haven't seen it. 
Can I just say one thing? Yeah. I had a dream. This is true. I had a dream last night. I always have weird dreams. That I went to um, CEX. Yeah. They had nothing. The only thing they had was Antichrist. And I bought the Blu-ray of Antichrist. <laughs> Isn't that weird? That's, yeah. I just brought that up. I just brought about my dream. I did buy a, the Blu-ray yeah, of Antichrist. see a psychiatrist about that. That's not... It was William Defoe, but Amanda Seyfried was in it. <laughs> that's that's good that's, casting. I think that's I know. <laughs> William Defoe is in it though, isn't it? Yes. That's because I saw a poster of some fan poster of First Reformed recently, and that's why I dreamt it. So yeah, okay, bye. Good day. Good day, yeah. Press it, yes, to end it, yes. Oh no, he's lost the old thing. If he if he hasn't recorded, <laughs> he hasn't I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna strangle him.